that is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Race Hour podcast brought to you with our friends at gambling.com. It's the first one of the 2023-24 National Hunt season. Of course, we've taken a long and well-deserved sabbatical over the flat season. I'm delighted to say Dermot Nolan is here. Hello, Dino. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Long time no see in this format anyway. Long time no see. And this time of the year is great too because we don't hate each other just yet. So we're, uh, you know, it's all good to... All the horses are winners and me and you are still on talking terms. So that's all good, dude. It won't take long. It will not take long. And I tell you what, there's a man I can fall out with quicker than Dermot Nolan. And we've brought him back for the first episode of the Race Hour this season. And that is Stephen Cass. Stephen Cass, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. People tend to fall out with me rather than the other way around, though, Dino. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm always a fan. It's amazing you always do the intro as well without fucking it up. So I'm very impressed here. Straight in, straight in. First one of yeah. the season. The muscle good. memory is still there, Stephen. That's yeah. what it is. The muscle memory is still there. Um, you know, we might have to change sponsors or do a few other things along the way, but generally, I get away with Durban Nolan is here, and thank God that he is. And so is Mr. Cass. This week uh, on the race out, the first one back, of course, we normally start with a bit of a season preview. Uh, we're going to look at some of the senior chasers. Of course, that means Gold Cup, Ryanair, all that kind of stuff. Um, there also is some proper racing on this weekend. We've had a little bit of jump section going on. Been a few uh, big guns out, you might call them, but probably they're not as big as they should be if they're out already. So uh, the ones that we're going to talk about will be across the action at Cheltenham on Friday and Saturday and a little bit of entry on Sunday. Now, let's get cracking. Um, we've got to kick off, I guess, with the senior chasers. So let's talk about the Gold Cup picture. Uh, Dermot Nolan, I'm going to come to you first because all I've been hearing in the kind of preamble and the build-up to this season um, is a lot of people jumping on this Jerry Colomb bandwagon. He's not for me. When you've got two big guns like Gallopin de Champs and Brave Man's Game around and a Shishkin who would kick Jerry Colomb into touch on any going day of his life over any distance, I would say. And then a bunch of absolute average stuff below. Um, are you a Jerry Colomb man? I love Jerry Colomb, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'd be backing him at the moment for a Gold Cup. If that makes sense. I've liked him since that day he won up at Down Royal and I backed him for now, but Bartley didn't quite get there. Backed him last season and I thought he was unlucky. The new course, I think the new course went against him as opposed to anything else. I think the old course will definitely suit him. But I think everything can still go right for Jerry Kalam and that does not mean he's beaten Galloping Deschamps or even Brave Man's Game. They're, they're two excellent horses. I think Brave Man's Game showed an awful lot to come back afterwards and win at Aintree. Um, Galloping Deschamps, he's only going to get stronger this season. So it's it's there's an awful lot there with them too that, you know... It's a serious Gold Cup. I think Jerry Clome last season, I don't know if he did, it's dogged it too hard a turn, but he they definitely, his mentality was something I I never could have questioned before, but I didn't like the way he jumped a second last. I think Jordan Gainford took a bit of flack. I don't think Jerry Clome did him any uh, hand at all, but something like the old course, you could just, the way he stayed on up the hill to the real whacker, you could see him now over two furlongs further. He just would have kept going and going and going. That doesn't mean he's going to get any close to Galloping Deschamps. It's a serious picture though, Dean, overall. Like I love the overall, the overall market. Like Always and, feels like that this time of year. Like, cause you look at it, you know, know, that could run, that could run, that could run. I know, but reality Shishkin's is, now in it. It, yeah, maybe. The reality Shishkin's, is that there's, yeah. the, there's going to be the two big guns. If they both get I know, I know, well. I know. But look at the Betfair chase. 
You've got Protector at his favourite. I, I always want to take him on. So you've got Shishkin behind him and other horses like that. Shishkin at 13 to 2 for that could be a cracking bet in the day. I, I don't think he'd be that price. That's the Nicky Henderson has said that he's going, but you know, the horse could look at a crow the wrong way in the morning time and, uh, and you know, he'd been spooked too much. He won't go. But you know, he could then go on to the King George to take on Brave Man's game. Serious, serious race over in Ireland. Gallop and the Champ should probably dominate. Not sure what's coming out from our our point of view. Uh, Jerry Colomb could lock horns with him eventually, but they might try and avoid him maybe. But again, you never know in an old Lexus maybe. And then you roll on, on to Cheltenham hopefully. But again, as you say, Dean, we have been here 100 million times before and um, it ends up with just one horse <laughs> dominating the whole market. But for me, sure. you know, the whole picture and not just Cheltenham, the Betfair Chase, the King George and all those different races there does look to be a level of intrigue this season that maybe there wasn't going into last season yeah yeah i hear you i hear you like, i'm gonna to come to stephen cast now for a bit of clarity here right two absolutely <laughs> belter horses uh went to battle in the gold cup last year uh, it'll be the same thing bar an injury um, it never is, do you know? It doesn't ever work like that. I'd say if you backed every forecast uh, in in a Gold Cup in a subsequent year, you probably wouldn't be doing well. Um, like Sir Deschamps, Dem, and Size and John. There's been loads of horses you you think will come back, uh, and this year they'll be at the top again. Kicking King, War of Attrition, loads and loads, and they just don't come back because they've had such a hard race. Sir Deschamps, De, or Gallop and Deschamps definitely showed signs of that at Punchestown. Um. That said, now I do expect Willie to have him back and firing it. He's going to have a soft intro at Thurless or somewhere, and then he's going to go to the Irish Gold Cup. He'll just have the two runs before Cheltenham. Uh, he'll probably skip Christmas. So, you know, he'll probably be going in there in a good shape. But at the same time, he wasn't the easiest watch if you backed him in the Gold Cup last year. Plenty of reasons to take him on. Still, Braveman's game, I think that was his shot of winning one. Um, I'd be going looking, you know. I, I, the real whacker was pretty good in the the Brown advisor. He's 20 to one, not a bad price. Um, I just think it's going to be an interesting division throughout the year. I've no real view on a bet. Like if you, if you were to ask me before Willie stable tour yesterday, I would have said Braun has a touch of the um, album photos about him that he performed really well in the previous year's three mile novice, which he did. Like he, I think Braun turning in, he must've been odds on because he really did look the winner. Uh, the real whacker just outbattled him and he got a bit tired going up the hill. He's only six, so there could be loads of improvement in him. Willie said the stable tour yesterday, always oh, going to go for the big handicaps and stuff. But I, I, I wonder, will he be Willie's horse for the three-mile chase at Leopardstown at Christmas rather than the Paddy Power? Uh, if Gallopin doesn't go there, he's going to want one in it. So I would hope he'd do that with Braun. Now, he might go for the... Carl Gold Trophy as well he mentioned that so if he's winning that off 158 or 160 or whatever he's rated he's probably rated about 156 actually uh, he'd be a contender so Braun at kind of 66 to 1 is a horse of interest I actually I think I would have won about 10 grand had he won the, the for 25 quid something like that I, no, I, I remember had. I remember talking yeah. about it on here Pass, yeah um, yeah, yeah so Braun is Braun is one five four because I have him on my handicap. One five four, so he'd probably get one fifty six in the cargo trophy. Look, I wouldn't pay too much attention to three mile novices. They tend not to give him. You can't get a gold cup rating really unless you're Denman as a novice. So uh, he is six, going on seven. So he'd be one I'd be interested in throughout the season. He's a little bit of a head to ball, but at the same time, loads of talent. Even in his beginners' chase last year, I think he was only a length behind Jerry Clam and that. So. You know, at Cheltenham, he looked every bit as good as Jerry. Well, not quite, but, you know, not far off Jerry Clomet. He's 10 times the price. So he'd be one I'd be watching. Um, But yeah, I think if you take a view on it, 
Gallop and Deschamps just because just of history not because the horse because uh, I think Willie's training performance to turn him in from a, a two and a half mile free going thing to a stayer over 3-2 was, was really amazing training performance but it's going to be his fourth season um, they don't all keep going so we'll see now we'll see can he do it but you know I wouldn't like to be back number 2-1 to one now that's for sure no, absolutely not. I mean, two to one, there's so much water to go under the bridge and see him back and get him there. Um, yeah, see what happens close to the time. But like Dama says, it is a fascinating picture. No one mentioned fast or slow. He was the he was the standout kind of late season bloomer last year. Came from almost nowhere, handicap company to grade one company. Um, yeah, yeah and he, he, he reminds me now, follow the plan or one of these horses that mm. just, yeah, Ara, he won a, if that's, if that's, his, if that's his true form now, he's, you know, he he's an absolute superstar and he should be odds on for the Gold Cup, but I'd say it yeah. probably isn't. Uh, yeah, and but- I'd say, like he'd every chance to win at Cheltenham to be Cork Rambler as well and didn't do it. So that form was Frank though. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it's handicap form. I, I yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. No, no, the I difference between the real whacker. I'd much rather the real whacker in a match with fast or slow at they're the same price or long press, but long press nine now. Uh, nine year olds don't have good record at the Gold Cup, so I'd be conscious of that as well with him. Uh, Shishkin's too old as well so like this time last year there was a load of horses for the Gold Cup there's not as many this year but the it, the picture will change throughout the season and you know you could pick something at a huge price I'd love to have heard that they were going to say Blue Lord for example was going to try him up and trip this year but he's not saying that San Juan um, San Juan yeah yeah Yes, Ryanair yes. seems to be the, the call from the stable tours for San Juan San was a great shout though because if he's shown it over two and a half they might say do you know what we'll give him a clip of three and I remember the three of us at a chat after Banbridge won at Aintree and he's, I love a two miler going up and trip for the World Cup uh, a horse like Kicking King Sizing John I just love them because if they can travel they will travel and if they he does travel there, too have the class. he does travel so, he really does yeah if he stays the only thing is he's on the go a long time as well uh, but yes, he looked the one from the entry two and a half mile race. He was the one staying on flying home behind Banbridge that looked like a three mile trip could be done. He's not anywhere in the betting. He's not in the bet- betting on the exchange. I must ask them to add him. But yeah, he's an interesting one, Dermot, that's for sure. I just want to say there as well, Dean, sorry, because I said Brave Man's game showed enough at Aintree afterwards. I meant to say punches down. I still think the run behind fast or slow, they were both tired, but they still showed enough for me that they weren't broken horses, let's say, as we've seen before, like Don Cossack, etc. who never got back. So um, I do think Brave Man's game and Gallop and the Champ, I still think they showed enough at punches down to show that they'll, they'll, they'll be coming back, right? Yeah. Very fair. Um, all right, lots to look forward to in that. I, Bron is an interesting shout. I know they might go and win one of those big handicaps, Stephen, or that'll be the aim. But once you do that, there's only so many races you can go for. And that's mm. you, you could end up there again. You could. Um, okay, let's have a, a, a switch, uh, only slightly, uh, to the Ryanair and a quick look at that market there. Alaho seems to be coming back. Um, and if it did come back, you know what will happen to the market there properly. Uh, John Bond tops it. Alaho, you got... El Fabiolo is not likely to do anything but champion chase with no inertia mean around. Um, and then you've got Shishkin because you know, trip is a question, fitness, Nikki is a question, all those different things. And then you don't have much, lads. Jump on all the way for me, um, but that no one is going to be shocked. Yeah, no, Dean, Dean, I, it's a real pity that Impervious took the kind of blow that she took because I, I'd have loved her for, for Reiner getting away like that. Her performance at Cheltenham and then particularly punches down afterwards when she hammered them again. She just she was she was just getting better as the season went on. Real typical Colin Murphy 
performance. But look, St. Wall, he'd be the outsider that I'd be looking at here just because of the fact that it's been mentioned, the Ryanair route has been mentioned for him the whole the whole way along. You'd imagine he, like JP McManus, he's not against having a runner in something like an Ascot chase as well, although that, that's proven to be too close. Shishkin last year, it was too close to Cheltenham and he, he improved again afterwards. Um, but Sam Wall, for me, I'd like him in this. John Bon, I really like John Bon. He's a very good horse. Definitely didn't show what he could do against Alfredo Biolo. But I don't know, Dean, is the hill an issue for him or something? He seems to travel really well at Cheltenham until it gets to the point where he's he's jumping two out. And then, like, he's bumped into Constitution Hill and El Fabiolo. So it's probably very harsh, in fairness. They're, they're two. That was the only point I was going to make. It yeah, might be an are. issue, but they the two are. freaks in front of him perhaps yeah. make it less of one. It's hard to know. Because um, the Champion Chase, there's no point talking about it, in my opinion. El, El Fabiolo, now, he does show... Uh, uh, a tendency to try and take offence with him every now and then, but to me, he he was going to dominate it with or without an urge. I mean, I just think he's he's, he's excellent. But the Ryanair for me would be something like saying, "Well, I'd be keen to take on John Bond, and particularly those odds." Alaho, um, he's brilliant. If you got the odds that he is now, obviously you'd snap them off. But he, he's he's too delicate. If I was going to play this anti-post, which I'm not playing this market anti-post, but Sam Wall would be where I'd be looking at. Yeah, similar nods, I guess. Um, Stephen, I mean, you can you can cross over across Ryanair Champion Chase here if necessary. Um, yeah, great I, view here. I, I don't have a great view, and I never do on the Ryanair. It's not not a, not a race that floats my boat. Um, even in terms of the Champion Chase, like the the, the Mac just has right at the moment, and it's hard to envisage anything come from left field, which would normally be my angle. Um, now, look, things can change. Things changed last year very quickly. All of a sudden, Blue Lord seemed to be the one, and then he was gone, and then you had horses like uh, Gentleman to Me coming into it, especially with Willie when horses just disappear like forevermore, and they, they come back out of nowhere. So, you know, El Fabiola has to make it. There's a lot of two-year-olds from, or two-milers from Willie's disappear even faster than the other ones. So you think horses like uh, Footpad, Duvan, Shaq and Porsois, they just go from hero to zero very quickly. Like, I know Shaq and kept a high level of form but he wasn't the old Shacken. Um that that that'd be a concern. I think back in Annie Willie Tumiler to be still flying at the top of their game in six months time. Uh at even money. No thanks. So not that said, I don't want to back John Bon either at fives each way or whatever. It just just doesn't appeal to me. Um, so I'll be leaving those two divisions alone and I've nothing interesting to say on them. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, there is the Shishkin dilemma there. I mean, could definitely go and win a champion chase if they ever got that one into into some kind of shape. And uh, I, you know, I would, <laughs> I, I'd be a, such a Shishkin fan and almost back and for all of them, you know. Yeah, no, no. He'd <laughs> be he'd be ten as well, won't he? And they've said they're going up on trip. Come on, we man, we've lost to get her. Well, we come here, Dino. You said at the top of the show we were just, we you were saying we were doing senior chasers. We're we're going through a few novices as well, are we? Yeah, I'd be more interested in the novice chasers than the senior. No, we de- we definitely come to a few novices. I did yeah, have okay, one I wanted cool. to throw into the into the mix of the well senior chasers now, and that'd be Dino Blue. Anyone keen on this for this year? Dino Blue for the mayor's chase, is it? Yeah, I think I think you know, in Paris had a knock. I don't think Allegory Devassi is um is something I'd be afraid of. And Dino Blue is probably only gonna have one target. They got very busy with it towards the end of last yeah, year. Yeah, she was my handicap nap at Cheltenham last year. I, I still don't know how she she stayed standing with how much she took out of that fence at the last. Um but yeah, um the you know 
it kind of is what it is with her. But she she could be one. It's just very interesting that the Mayor's Chase division was very early last year. It was Allegory Devassi against Impervious. It was kind of mapped out quite early. Yeah. It's hard to know this year where that's all going. If Impervious gets back, you could see them taking the safe option maybe. And kind of going for that. So, uh, yeah, you know, interesting but hard to hard to pin down really. Dude. 10 to 1 I thought was big. I think that's where they'll go and you could start building up a little position there and hoping a couple of others drop out. But I mean, it's a long-term game. Not even sure I'm going to do it. But it's definitely on my radar as I was going through some of these uh, markets uh, for this very uh, chat. Okay, let's get stuck into some novice chases. We probably won't spend too long here. Uh, Dermo, a couple of novice chases that you are most looking forward to uh, this season now that we've looked at the senior angle. Yeah, of course. So just overall, obviously, the the... Two mile division looks fairly deadly just from a point of view of I just love Marine National. And then you got all the rage and all the chats about this Mr. Policeman. But look, I know there's going to be loads of chat about Willie's horses, particularly when he mentions one as glowingly as he did about Mr. Policeman. But you just can't forget how good Marine National was. Like he just hammered them. He was so, so, so efficient, so brilliant. Um, I think he make a serious chaser and then the other horse from that same yard obviously Goodland as well who actually came back from Cheltenham with a blood disorder so what he did that day behind Imperit Pass like all the people that went there I'd say <laughs> yeah yeah but he can be marked up definitely on that so that's that's a serious performance others that I'm kind of interested to see is Shambali Kid who obviously let me down in the Albert Bartlett but a good few horses did that day I think it was 12 were pulled up in the end it, it, it just was a very very tough race a strange race but Shambali Kid has won. Tamoris, he's another who could well dominate that division over in the UK and you could get a good few wins before he could come up close. Sorry, short at Cheltenham. But Tamoris looks to me like a real bona fide chaser, that Noel Feely Racing Club. I think he's he's exciting. Sandor Klein, he's really exciting me as well. And he's won the Paul Nolan. It wouldn't surprise me to see him targeted at the National Hunt Chase division like Discorama was. You know, Paul Nolan's very good at sniffing out and there's a winner. Um, I've had one bet that I'll leave to later on, Dean, of in the novice chasers, um, and there's another novice that I've mentioned in my handicappers to follow. So I'll, yeah, I'll, ask, my... you. I'll ask you. Yeah, don't perfect. worry, that's yeah, fine. Uh, Mr. Cass, some of the some of the novice chasers that are tweaking your fancy at the minute. Yeah, one I'd be very interested in the context of the Arkle, you know, or the two mile division, novice division rather than the Arkle, really. I, I, I like the shape, shape of the Arkle. You know, it's, it's as if it's down to a two horse race already, whereas there's got to be room for something to emerge as a chaser. Uh, a horse I mentioned on here last year, uh, Hartwood of Henry's. So he'd won run last season behind Hollow Games at Navin. Hollow Games got first run on him. Uh, Hartwood was miles clear of the rest and it was a good, good race now Get My Drift was in there he rated 129 Limerick Lace 141 Aaron's Day 128 Colonel Mustard really good beginner's chase um, I heard Robbie Power on a podcast talking about him lately as well Hartwood to watch out for uh, he's 66 to 1 for the article I'd have no interest in that right? but just watch him I think he's very good um, he had good form in France before he came over he's only he's 5 he's only 5 so just I love a Henry Chaser two miler from the front, which I'd say this fella will be. I'll say it the next day they tried to ride him dropped in the last time and he was a little free, you know, he wears a cross piece nose band. So he'd be interesting. Um Nick Rocket, I thought, was very impressive uh, last season. He was three over three. He looks an outlaw galloper and a three miler. Um, and generally you want to be looking for Willie's ones uh, in, in these markets. And the other one who I think uh, I thought Manella Kakuna ran a good chase debut last year. He was second to Classic Getaway. Uh, Classic Getaway is definitely a great one horse, I'd say, when he gets his act together. 
I, ju- I, I, Manela Kakuna strikes me as one because he has a bit of experience. Uh, second season novice, they'll go for the three mile six with him because he's definitely a stayer. Um, so he's twenty five to one for the three mile six. I actually don't think that's a bad bet now. If I was to have a bet, I, I, I probably would back him. Um, at that price, like he's a Grade One winner over hurdles. He was second in Albert Bartlett. And he was second in the grade. We're going to punch down loads of class. That's what Willie likes. Uh, you know, Statler and Gerd Manil. He just fits that mould. So, Manella Kakuna for the three-mile sixth race. Um, of the three, I've said, I think he'd be the one I'd be most likely to back. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Um, I I think there's one knocking bet here. Factor File is going the old Florida Pearl route, isn't it? Straight home into, uh, into chases. And uh, of all the horses I saw last year, he was the one that impressed me most as a stamp of a future Gold Cup winner. And he's 14 to 1 at the minute for that Brown Advisory or the old RSA up against one of the dodgiest dodge parts in Gaelic Warrior in the current market. Um, Sandal Glen, as um, Demo mentioned, probably won't go there, probably won't be good enough to go there. Um, so, yeah, that 14 to 1, I'm going to make a prediction now that on the day that'll be under 3 to 1 to win this race. <laughs> you're sure. Your bullet just never dies. And I, yeah, yeah. You got, I your enthusiasm that. is, is, is <laughs> not yep. infectious. I only look nearly won a bumper against a flat rat like come on that's pretty <laughs> impressive um uh, just to coin a, a few Stephen cast races also think facile vega probably win the arco but uh geez that's like you know, anything you read in there in the tablets once that's run once that'll be close to the top of it um okay let's um talk about any dark ones cast you must have a couple of dark ones outside of those i mean the ones you mentioned were dark enough uh, I, 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 not so much dark. I, I love this time of year. Fine. To be honest, I'm much more interested now in the early season handicaps than I would talk well, about. They're cracking, aren't they? You've got like Paddy Power, Great Wood, you've got a Coral, um, yeah. an old Hennessy, of course. What do you like in that? Yeah, well, well, one, we'll start, I'll start. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about three horses. Two of them are hurdlers, but I won't be on here every week, so I hope that's okay. But, and the first one is Maller Mission, who I think with a better ride certainly would have won the three mile six race last year. So he came down, you might remember, at the second last. He was six or seven lengths clear, running a cracker. Uh, but his jockey, his amateur jockey, probably got a bit carried away. Um, if he'd held on to him a bit, and he is tractable this time. He a skeleton, didn't he? He did a bit, and he was grand until four four out. He was just upsides, and then he just kind of went. And then he did he did an awful thing where he actually kicked on the downhill, which you should never do at Cheltenham. But anyway, he probably I think he still might have won. Uh, he wasn't stopping, but look, maybe he was tired when he fell. Either way, the real whacker is he's a proper horse. Uh, he's rated 148. If he had won that, he'd be 158. He's, he's a, he's as they used to say, a nice jump and stay and galloping. You know, he's a real national hunt, three mile chaser. And I just think the Coral Gold Trophy is absolutely made for him. You need to be in the van generally in that race. He can come off miles off the pace and place, but the winner tends to come from the top five, six. He's all the class to lie up. Uh, 148 in Ireland I don't think he'll get much more you know if he's done enough 150 he'll be getting weight um, John McConnell said yesterday that it's going to be his target he's going to go to uh, is it Carlisle they have that good two mile yeah, five Carlisle, intermediate yeah. yeah yeah so the real whacker and himself will be going there um, I'm sure he'll just be ridden to run a nice race that day and I just think 148 whatever he is 150 he, he, he he's low to class uh, he could even like it, it's not beyond the bounds that this fella would turn into a Gold Cup horse because in my view if if that race was over 3-2 last year he would have absolutely he would have won and he would have beaten the likes of Gerard Manil 
which doesn't put him far off a three mile grade one horse. So, you know, I put up a few shekels at kind of two, three, four hundred to one a bet for 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 the gold cup. Um that's kind of dream and stuff, but there's a path there. You could see it. Uh he is he was sixteen to one uh for the Carl Gold trophy. Uh, and I think that's a really, really good bet. Uh the other two, I don't have that for the Paddy Power Gold Cup yet, but I normally come on that podcast, so we'll we'll have something for that hopefully the week of. I find that a funny race because the ground, so you want to be very careful having a bet in that. Um, two hurdlers to follow uh, Asta La Pasta who's actually out of Asian maze a friend of mine Morgan Sheehan um, sold this to Skelton uh, he he was he was kind of he was fancied for a bumper and he kind of I'd say they were very easy on him anyway he finished fourth he then went won a bumper by about 10 lengths and then he went and won a good novice hurdle at Utoxler maiden hurdle a couple of weeks ago he beat a horse that John Joe had paid £360,000 for um, and he just looked a bit green. I love Skelton with a plan, and I think I have a theory on what the plan is. I don't know, Anthony, but I'd say he'll knock about those shitty English novice hurdles, you know, those kind of class threes, class fours, and he'll go off even money, and we win two of them. Uh, and then he'll go, like he won't be thrown into graded very quickly because he's a bit green, and I'd say they'll try and get him a mark. You know, if you win three in a row on them, you can still be rated 130, Betfair Hurdle then. So that's what I'm thinking. Asta La Pasta, Betfair Hurdle. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, and the other horse, he was entered this weekend and didn't get in, is Estacas. So this fella, he was kind of, he won a bumper first time out. Really impressive. Then he went to Anders Fuller in Germany. Came back, running bad over hurdles. Wind up, turned him inside out. He finished first, second, second over two miles. And it's what he's done on the flat since is, is what marks this out. So the horse's name is Estacas. He went to the the Queen Alexandra, I think it is, the two and a half mile, two mile five flat race at Royal Ascot. And he was running behind the likes of, and he was actually tanking turning in at a bit of trouble, only beat four lengths. So you might remember Don Rising won that race. Uh, Run for Oscar was in it. Um, good thing at Dermot Wells, Stratum, loads of good horses around him. He finished fourth or fifth, beaten four lengths. He ran to about 90 or 95 on the flat that day. Uh, he then went for a listed race uh, at Sandown out of his class, but he still got an RPR of something like 89. He's rated 111 over hurdles and he's never been beyond two miles. So when he goes up and trip, I mean, he was 25 to one for the pretemps this week and I had a right bet in him. I just thought this fella should be six to one. like. But anyway, he didn't get in. So Estacas is the horse. Uh, up and trip over hurdles. I think there's there has to be a good handicap in him. Um, he's off 111 now, so they might try and get a win into him, go for something like the Lanzarote if they can. Whatever, he's the one to watch. Um, yeah, and that's it. That's my three three handicappers to follow there. Love it, love it. Thank you very much. I I like one against you in the um, in the Coral Gold Cup, but I would you know wouldn't be a surprise. Um, I wouldn't like be a Marla Mission uh, fan, although you made a good case. Like I, I'm very keen on Beauport being a big player this season in some of these races, and uh, it's around the same price. I thought it should have gone. A lot closer than it did at Cheltenham when everything kind of went wrong. And I think they had a different option of a race there that would have fancied him to win probably the old teamer. Um, so, yeah, I'd be putting that one in to the mix. And in the Paddy Power, I do have an early shout. They've sent out early already this season unexpected party for the Skeletons. The issue is whether they run my Drogo there or this Sunday because that's a horse you don't want to bump into anywhere. Um, but unexpected party is an early shout for the Paddy Power. But it's no great shakes. I mean, you're only talking shades of double figures, probably go off single figures. Demo, over to you. Uh, yeah, Dean. So just um, handicappers, and then I'll, I'll give my my dark ones then as well. Um, I, 
Pass already mentioned him. I've brought down has definitely win a handicap this season of 154, especially with Willie now has a decent enough five pound claimers around the place there in that yard. He'd effectively be running off 149 somewhere. Um, I think that's he definitely has a race in him off that. Call me Lyrene, uh, ran a huge race behind actually behind Dino Blue, the handicap. Uh, where she was second, he's rated 145. There just there's definitely a handicap in him. Just absolutely no doubt. He's one that continually goes off at big prices, and one of them is just going to fall his way. Then another horse who's going to be who so far in his career has been running over the wrong short trips. I remember Dean. I sent him on to you when he won over two miles beating Imagine. And it's I know the way you're thinking for. Um, Gavin Cromwell and he just won that day like a three mile chaser who was running over two mile hurdles but they've kept him over those kind of shorter trips all season last year he's entered up again and he's entered over a two mile beginner chase I know the way you're thinking for me is going to end up spending most of the season over two short trips and then towards the end of the season he'll have his choice between whether they want to go handicap hurdling or handicap chasing with him I do believe that this horse is extremely talented and I do believe that he is being handicapped for something long term whatever it is and that's very crazy to say considering he hasn't even jumped the fence yet but I do think that is going to be the case it could end up being something like a Galway uh, plate or something long long term but I think there's enough novice handicap chases towards the end of the season that one at punchdown etc but I know the way you're thinking he's good enough to to compete at a decent level but he's definitely Definitely handicaps in him. And then my dark horse, Dean, and sure, I'll move on to the, the anti-post section for this as well, because they only have one. Yeah, if you've had a, if you've had a bet, this is the time. Yeah, so I've, uh, Monty Starr is the one I absolutely love. Uh, I loved them last season. He, again, as I said about um, Shambali Kid, there was about 12 horses pulled up in that Albert Bart. It just went wrong for an awful lot of horse. He was one of them. He was looked after very, very early by by Sean Flanagan but his performance at Clamell last season was just so good and he looked a real massive horse he looks like a real chaser I actually should have checked this on the exchanges but I only took the 50s uh, for the Brown Advisory um, but he's 50 to 1 to me he just looks a real chaser looks to me like Henry de Bromheads will just bring him along slowly but surely over the season and I just think he's going to improve all out. I really love this horse and at 50 to 1 for Brown Advisory Dean there's, there's much worse um anti boss bets than him. Yeah, something's got to finish second to factor file. So that's that's <laughs> that's fair game. Yeah, fair. <laughs> We've already nailed the forecast in the Brown Advisory. That's, <laughs> that's, that's that's what you came for. That's what you got. Um, Stephen, I'm assuming you've had no anti post bets yet for Cheltenham. Like, come on. For che- I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, I don't know. Something could have caught me right now. I could be telling a lie. But I, I, I know you I, throw I, a few quid in at city prices and all that. And maybe we'll hear about. Uh, well, I have, I, ha- I have, I have. I have done that kind of thing and, and yeah, you know, yeah. put up, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but oh. I have, you know, matched, like I put it, I asked Blue Lord to be added to the Gold Cup market, for example, um, and I put up a big price on Mattermish, the Gold Cup, that kind of thing. But no, I don't think I've had a bet. Lovely. Okay. Um, I'm going to be starting my crusade, I think, for Factor File and, uh, and Dino Blue, uh, same colours and uh, should be having a bit of fun there if we get them both there in one piece that'd be lovely all right look should we move on because there is there is some cracking racing um coming up this weekend of course it is the first meeting at Cheltenham there is also the first meeting at Aintree to talk about and um, Friday's going to come quick and fast at us because we're obviously recording this on a Thursday and um, so it's kind of an open question here what do we like on Friday's card and if anyone's got anything they are welcome to pipe in there is one horse that I'm going to mention towards the end but it might get mentioned before Dan but you go first if you want yeah, I've three first three races at Cheltenham. Uh, first race is 
as you know, Dean, I always do loads of work for the podcast and I'm never quite picking nap. So this guy is, is very close. I actually haven't haven't decided yet. But uh, our, <laughs> our champ, uh, he was really, really good at plumped in the first race. Uh, th- this was his first run for Chris Gordon, who's actually had a simply brilliant 18 months or so. It's just a yard that's just continuously getting better. Um, and he's a typical trainer that when he started getting better ammo, he started getting better results, which is a, a shock and horror. But this horse is really unexposed. We don't know how good he is. Chris Gordon brought him on leaps and bounds and he went up eight pounds for that last win. Again, he just won so easy. But with Chris Chris Gordon's son, Freddie, he takes another three pounds off. So he's effectively only up five. I think he can definitely carry that. Uh, Chris Gordon's son, obviously Freddie will know this horse very well from the yard. And Freddie Gordon, he's a very exciting young jockey. He's an 18% win rate overall in his career so far. Uh, seemed fairly obvious that he's got the right people around him because they seem to kept him away from the summer jumps and he's come right back again. He's down at Nicky Henderson's now from Paul Nichols's. Um, won two of his last three, so he's clearly only being put up on the ones that they think has a proper chance. Now, this is a handicap that he has to be going in, obviously. It's a conditional handicap, but he's a brilliant young jockey. He's claiming three pounds here in this race. Our champ, to me, looks very exciting. And he, nine to one just looks a very big price for this, for how impressed I was last time and how these early season handicaps like this can go to the one that's fit, you know, kind of coming into it. And so he's an awful lot for him. I really like him. In the second race, I'm not my mate's Mozzie's biggest fan. Um, I didn't like the way he jumped the fence last time. And, and I'd tra- very short there. Paul Nichols spoke very highly of Jotronic. And he screams to me as being that four-year-old that he gets jumping fences very early and starts mopping up these early season races. Uh, so Jotronic there at three to one in the 210. And in the 245, um, Lucinda Russell, I know, absolutely loves her horse. I know Cromwell really likes that Encanto Bruno, but I was really quite taken by Tagman, who did an awful lot wrong in Listol and still won quite well. He'll improve. Um, so Tagman for Henry de Bromhead and Rachel uh, Blackmore uh, needs to improve his jumping, but I just thought he was a big old price as well, a four to one or so. I just think he's... I think he's... He's the best of these. So our champ in the first, Jatronic in the second, and Tagman in the third on Friday. Day. Fair play. I would definitely be taking on that my mate Mozzie. I didn't think it, it liked defence at all at Fairhouse, and I was there, and I was very disappointed in how that ran. Um, okay. Um, I would flag up maybe Black Poppy in the opener. I do think Kerry Lee's only had the one runner, of course, back this season so far, but she's got two entries on the day. Uh, keep an eye on both of those. I imagine they'll go well. Uh, there is another horse I want to mention, but Stephen, you might have something on the Friday cast first. Yeah, it's a big race on Friday, of course. It's 7 o'clock at Dundalk. To, Yay! Yes. What a, oh, belter of a race. What is it? A group two, group three. But it, it is a belter of a race. Boutama is in it. Do you remember the horse that was kind of stopped on its run in the Abbey? Uh, the Highway Rat, Harry's Bar, Big Gossy, really good race. And because Boutama's in it, he'll be favourite. I think you could have a goodie twee bet on the Highway Rat, who just loves Dundalk. Uh, very, he missed the kick the last day and would have won only for that if he just beat the neck uh, by Harry's bar so the highway rat will get a few quid in the coffers at Dundalk on Friday and then in terms of Friday at Cheltenham just one horse to watch but I'd be a bit wary about the two mile trip so Willie the Builder Skelton I love Skelton when he says he's going for a race with the horse uh, and he has had this race picked out ages ago he said it for Willie the Builder he went and he won um, to Utoxeter uh, for Skelton and he, he skated it one, one by 12 lengths the third one a novice hurdle 
of 122 since. So that looks like good form. Um, he was with Declan Queeley in Ireland last year and he was running on in bumpers, good bumpers now, the sales bumper at Ferry House. He was fourth or fifth and he was third or fourth at Punchestown Festival as well in the bumper. So he's a good horse, loads of ability. Um, just I love Skelton when he's doing it. The only thing is I'd be worried about the trip. So Willie the Builder would be one to watch. Uh, I, I'm not advising to back him, but I think you might see him staying on second or third and then up and trip in a better race even. He might do better again. Okay, currently around four to one in that um, grade two, which is the 355 on Friday. And there was another horse I wanted to mention on that card. And, and Damo, you can chime in here. But Angel's Breath has got top weight in the 505, uh, Sam Thomas and Sam Twist and Davies. Um, and there was a once upon a time we thought this was the second coming, Damo. Ryan Air Yeah, I'm going to find it hard not to back Angel's Breath just because I'm a romantic. Yeah, we really loved them for the. Was that the the supreme? It was the supreme, the classical classical dream, dream won it. Yeah, yeah we yeah. 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 And uh, I think it, you know when there was there was one bookmaker paying out seven places. I think he just about copped. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's a long time to wait to uh, to, to go back in, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Angel's Breath come back and uh, and have a good uh, year for the Thomas Camp. Okay, um, why don't we kick in then into Saturday because uh, we've probably got um, some slightly better animals on display. I just remember this meeting every year. This meeting seems to remind me that the UK horse are crap and Ireland can send over anything and win. So I'm going to have to remind myself of that as I go through these cards. Um, again, why don't we kick off with the uh, 115? We'll go through them in, in uh, time order. Uh, the 115 is the first race on the card. Haddo de Zobo, all the rage, early markets, been clipped in from like fives, fours. I think it's going to go off pretty short, somewhere around five to two, 11 to four. Mr. Cass. Um, yeah, it's it's a good card. It's, it seems to be a better card than this card normally is, or maybe it's because I'm on the podcast and I just studied it more, so I'm 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 liking the look of it. Um, the one fifteen, not long till May, is in there. He'd be the class act, but I'd say it's a prep for the gold Paddy Power Gold Cup for him. Um, before midnight is the one I would give a shout to. He's kind of eight ten to one at the moment. He won this race in twenty twenty one. He beat Sky Pirate off one thirty six. Um, he's running this year off one thirty five, and it's not like. He hasn't been running well, so he went up to 148 that season. He ran okay last season. Third at Ascot at Time White. He, he was not beaten far. Third to Boot Hill off 146. Um, went wrong at Cheltenham. He wants good ground, and that's the important thing. So it's, it's good to soft at the moment and a dry forecast at Cheltenham. I can't see them throwing loads of water on it because they'll want to mine the track for later on in the year and, and let nature take its course a bit more. So he, he went to Aintree as well, ran well, sixth off 140. So being here off 135 now, start the season, because he's a 10-year-old, they've cut him a bit of slack. Um, ben Sutton is an amateur claiming seven. Uh, that 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 makes him worrying, you know. So, But he's not bad and he has ridden a few winners. He hasn't even ridden over fences over this season, I don't think. that This is the worry, right? But because of that, he's he's effectively off 128. Um yeah, he definitely like this, this. This is the race for him because it's his track, his trip, his ground. Won the race before. Uh, he had a prep and he finished fourth to twelve over hurdles at Chepstow. Nice run. So before midnight, if he's going to win a race, this will probably be it this season. So he'd be my selection. Makes a lot of sense, Deminon. Yeah, everything that Stephen Cass said, just pretend I said. Lovely. Yeah. Um, okay, two shots. I, I had nothing to go against you with. I mean, I was only going to throw in the fact that, you know, the Bromheads bring in one and the Irish normally pick this up. So, um, yeah, why not? Before midnight looks a decent price. Everything's set. Let's go to the 150. Um, my only view here is that Ponte Zaleski is useless, so you can stay clear of that. And uh, Blue King Doro does look, uh, does look a sharp one for Paul Nichols early on, Demo. 
Ah, I love putting the, the less than this. Uh, the uh, I think useless. I think if you watch back to Fred Winter, I thought he was traveling really well and he got absolutely, absolutely taken out of it, basically, uh, which happens a lot in that race. At 10 to 1, the favorite didn't get the job done at Aintree and was beaten by a 40 to 1 shot. I mean, this is this is not a good race. Like, it really isn't. And Punta Leles runs here at 10 to 1. He'd be my goal. I probably will put him into a lucky 15 or something. On Saturday, Dean, I, I won't be getting heavily involved, but I'm just not besotted at all with the front of the market. So a 10 to 1 Punta del Esto, I think, is better than this finish, finishing position. And the Fred Winter suggests um, a 10 to 1, I'd have a go on him, definitely. See, I liked him a couple of times last year, and now I really don't like him. And I didn't know you were going to do that, Derma, so that wasn't for a Yeah, 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 of course not. She was uh, already ordered to discuss it. Punta del Esco is what I'll be swearing, and one you'll be taking on. Go on, Stephen. Well, there's no way Punta del Esco will be trying like he's he's 21 pounds wrong at the weights with um Blue King Daru like this isn't a handicap so Blue King Daru's rate of 138 punted less 121 and he's given him 4 pounds so if I know anything about the skeletons uh, I don't think he'll be off so it becomes a two horse race between Blue King Daru and Spirit Danu uh, now there's a bit of a difference in the ratings but I think Blue King Daru like if he's 138 horse geez, like I can't see improving from it now I think he looks a bad fav like he pulled up at Cheltenham last year um, then he was beaten 56 length of taunt then out of nowhere he won 50 to 1 he won at Ascot and he was second at Aintree in a handicap that completely fell apart I think it was heavy ground at Aintree so I just don't I just don't believe that he's nearly 140 horse and Spirit Danus look pretty good so in the match I'd take 2 to 1 Spirit Danu all day if you if you gave me one of them to bring home and Owen it'd definitely be Spirit Danu I think he's kind of you don't know how good he is yet, but he looks very good. Whereas Blue King Daru, I think, was a bit flattered. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be going for a Spirit Danu at twos. All right, you have as a match and going for Spirit Danu. And Demo is going to chance that Punta Della, not strongly, Demo, being kind here. Not at all, uh, not at all, but still uh, a hunt. Yeah. No, it's not one to give up on, although I have. So, yeah, we'll, we'll learn a few things. We will learn a few things. Uh, <laughs> why don't you go first on the 225, Stephen? You can have this one um, up. Um, quick draws in here likely favourite am I right for the Bromheads coming over with Rachel on um, yeah it's open market yeah in, in true in Tony Calvin style uh, I took the 14s about Lord hey! Accord earlier on in the week and he's <laughs> 6 to 1 uh, it, it's a similar thing and I can't, oh geez, I kind of don't like these angles because if it was this simple you know you could back the winners all winter these older horses in races in England but Lord Accord, again, he won this race last year, like before midnight. Um, Well, before midnight was two years ago. But anyway, so last year, he won it off 131. He's off 132 this year. He's only an eight-year-old. He was second to Frodon then in the Badger Beers. Um, he, he, he ran in the Scottish National last year. He was ninth. But the thing with him is he just has to, has to, has to have good ground. Like this, literally now, he'll this this is his Gold Cup for the year. Um, Good ground, Cheltenham, three miles, this is the race for Lord Accord. Uh, still only eight. Neil Mulholland's horses are going okay. Um, yeah, he'd be the one for me. Fair enough, Lord Accord for repeat. Demonon? Fuck's sake, yeah. yeah. Pretend everything that Stephen <laughs> Cass said, that I said it. Uh, the, I was all over this horse for the ultimate last season and uh, they were working back from the ultimate, they said, after that second behind Frodon and then the ground was just too soft for him. He ended up running in the Kim Weir and yeah. just, it, it was the wrong choice for me. He just shouldn't have ran. They were waiting for kind of um, the better ground as the week went on, but they should have just drawn up some really went for entry or something. But um, yeah, just look, it's the form beating the Wolf. The, uh, second, the Frodon. I really like him. He's the other one that I'm kind of still have to decide which one's my nap, but he'd be the one that I'd be swaying towards as well. 
same, same prep as last year. So last year he he had a prep um and handicap yeah. hurdle at Buster. Uh, finished third, running on sort of over two and a half, uh, beating ten lengths. This year he went to Warwick, two mile five, running on and really running. Like he looked like he was going to be last, but he actually ran on, finished fourth and nine, um, at Warwick there a couple of weeks ago. So look, he's just he's going to be really primed to the minute. And I I, I really don't like this argument of oh he's trained for this day, but he really really is trained for this day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, chaps. Let's move on to the potemps. Stephen, I know you had one in here that's not in the race anymore. We talked about it uh, earlier on. Did you find a replacement? Yeah, well, well, Estacas, who, you know, the one I was talking about, a horse to follow, that was the angle in here. Um, yeah. So it, it, well, he was balloted out, so not too bad. I got, in fairness to, to both, uh, I'll credit them, both Betrix 5 um, and the small, tiny little bit that Powers would let me have on. Uh, they both paid had it back in the account at 12 o'clock they're on for, the ball for... giving it back fair play no CS yeah, chat yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 didn't have to bother with that um, now for all powers of delay I would bother having that chat anyway it wouldn't be worth you've given them a compliment then slam them Stephen good luck. ah sure they're a joke outfit anyway um, <laughs> the 3 o'clock the pretemps yeah I, I just think this is very simple angle Willie Mullins Paul Town and Winner last time out, it's only five pounds higher than its Irish mark, and it's eight to one. I, I, they're paying five places there, Ladbrokes. Like, uh, it's it's so simple, but I will take that. Thank you very much. Like, it's it's that simple. Like, he, he looked a little roguey at Killarney, but at the same time, stayed on really well. And they backed him off the back of a couple of bad runs. They backed him into eight to 11 favourite in a handicap hurdle at Killarney. Um, Townend's dad used to train this uh, fella. So, uh, Townend's over to ride him. Uh, we'll have one is the name of the horse, and I just, without, you know, going into it too much, I'll just, I'll, I'll trust in Willie Mullins at eight. Simple stuff. We'll have one. Oh, we'll have one. Demino. Yeah, yeah. Again, the exact same. Pretend everything that Stephen has. <laughs> hey, look, it keeps the podcast a lot shorter. Um, absolutely ridiculous article, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, we'll have to do Dermo. We're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it as we speak. I'm going to do a treble for us. <laughs> Yeah. I'll put a score score treble on the three of them, and uh, because we, you, I'll, 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 I'll stand in the tenor. We don't agree on anything ever. So do yeah. you, <laughs> this is extraordinary. Yeah, no, exact same, exact same. Hey, demo. Like there's there's a few races left on the card. If you're going to fin in there and you want to go first, you can. I was only going to highlight the fact that um, Florian Porter and we've all been caught going at each other in a novice chase, and that's not to discredit uh, Broadway Boy and Toss again, but a small field. But that'd be an intriguing little race. Hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Look. The the yeah. The rest of the card, Dean. I actually don't have any bet in the three thirty five out of four ten. So yeah. No. no nothing at all. Absolutely skinned you there, didn't I, Stephen? Yeah. Anything else on the card, or you do you go through all the ones that you're fancying so far? Um. I, I I've been through them. I I thought the next two races were very hard to see a bet in. I thought the bumper was really interesting. Now I, I I've no view, but you see, there's a horse called Catch Yourself On Willie Mullins of Paul Town. So they've two. They they have the one that's going to win the pretemps now, and they have this one. Paul Byrne owns it. Um, I talked to Paul about it yesterday, and you know didn't didn't tell me much. Now to be honest, uh, <laughs> you're working okay, whatever you know. Blah. Oh, I hope it wins. Working not great. Could be better. Working okay. <laughs> you know. So I've I, nothing to report, but it's interesting. I, I I don't remember Willie sending too many over for bumpers, um, at Cheltenham, and if so, yeah, in in the Paul Byrne colours, catch yourself on. Uh, he's by Noble Mission so uh, I think Patrick had a, an article in the Racing Post last week saying there's one working well at home and we're going to send him on a Noble Mission soon that was Patrick's words so he's obviously <laughs> talking about this horse 
Um, but whether that was them trying to, to to ramp him up or whatever, I don't know. Don't know anything about him. Sorry, I'm silent. The fact he's running. Hey, we'll see. We will see. Okay, that is an interesting runner, all right. Of course, on Sunday there is the old Rowan Chase um, at Aintree. If they decide to if they decide to send my Drogo here, demo, you're not going to want to be missing him early on in the season, are you? No, no, Dean. I think my Drogo, wherever he rocks up, he's going to be plenty fit. They're not going to take a chance with a horse like him. I think Cass uh, spoke with this before. Horses that are delicate of nature, you don't send them to the track to be to be getting fit unless it's over hurdles wherever my Drogo goes the skeletons are so good at targeting him that yeah look I really like him uh, uh, Sunday does look the plan jockey's jocked up and everything uh, yeah Harry is so I'd say he'll go there and yeah I would definitely be fancying him Dean and then of the other uh, kind of races this weekend um, there's a handicap hurdle uh, at uh, 4.17 on Saturday at Galway um, and Gabby's Cross is a horse that I've liked for a long time. He's just a horse that has struggled to just get his head in front. But he's run some huge races and big handicap chases. He He's running at 20 pounds lower over hurdles. He, this horse does deserve his win. Michael Connor also claims three pounds off him. He's running off a featherweight. He wasn't a terrible hurdle by any means at all. He's just a much better chaser, but still off a mark of 117 effectively, Dean, into 417 on Sunday. Uh, sorry, on Saturday at Galway. Uh, Gabby's Cross another horse that I did. we should definitely lovely. watch lovely lovely uh, did you ever fancy Neil Brown Stephen before I ask you to kind of you know wrap up your weekend yeah I, I, I kind of do just because of the ground again I, I wonder it's good to soft there now and forecast um, dry again at Aintree uh, and the one I would like is That's Alright Gino who's all four of his wins have come on good ground um, and he's a real good stare at the trip and the, the old roans in my head they, they often um change complexion don't they after the last you can think of a lot of them in recent years like that, that there's something jump on the last and then a couple come at them um, and it, it normally there's normally a lot of three milers in it so it, it can take a bit of getting uh, so yeah that's alright Gino it just looks a perfect race for him so he'd be the one I'd be, be looking at back into that Lovely, thank you. Um, all right, I think we're, we're pretty much through everything, so it's probably time to wrap up. I, I'm going to go with the, what Demo said just before, is that, you know, these fragile ones, when you get them back to the track, you want them to go and do the business straight away. Angel's Breath on the Friday, my Drogo in the old Rowan on the Sunday will be uh, the highlight of my weekend. Is there a, a best bet to pick out? Go on, Stephen, is there a best bet to pick out there or you want to just slag <laughs> that? <laughs> You're a sentimental old fucking eater, aren't you? Like every, <laughs> never change. Like never, you, ever change. I'm, not, I'm not going to change. Too long uh, best bet, I'll go for... Um... Sorry. I we need old music. Do, 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 do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the price is, which is the best bet of them. Take a second. I look through the ones I picked. Yeah, yeah, take a second. Take a second. Damon Nolan, you always have a tradition of picking your nap at the last minute. Then immediately we finish doing this. You go, I can't believe I didn't nap the one I was going to nap. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, Lord Accord kind of came in late in this, but the one that I've been talking, uh, really excited about for, like, I'd just been thrown on races while I was minding my daughter. Uh, Luna, I watched a few... I watch a few replays. I'll <laughs> try to get her asleep. Uh, and the um, our champ, um, yeah, look, really good. So one thirty-five on Friday, our champ. Lovely. At nine to one. Just let me know after we finished which one you were meaning to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do. It. We'll do. Yeah. We'll throw it out on Twitter. <laughs> I can only see the top of Stephen Cass's head, so he's really. Oh, yeah, sorry. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a bit close. Yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting it's recorded. We haven't done a recording. <laughs> hey, look, look, no, look, look, nobody's going to be watching that on YouTube anyway. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> 
you, you, you still half your head will be there. Um, <laughs> what? Come on, Stephen. Before we wrap this up, you've got I, about I, thirty I, I, seconds. I'll go for Spirit Danu as the nap against Blue King Daru. Uh, short enough now for me to be napping. The shortest yeah. price horse I think you've ever put up on. I'll, we'll nap the treble. The treble that me and Dermo agreed. Lord Accord, the Willie Lord horse, Accord. and, and uh, before we'll midnight. That's the nap. That'll pay about, I don't know, 600 to one or something. That'll Please pay something. plenty. That'll pay plenty. Look, it's been a pleasure to uh, to have you on, Stephen. It's great to have Dermo back on the race hour. Of course, we've, uh, we're obviously on gambling.com this year and new sponsor details will be out in uh, the next couple of weeks. We'll be back again uh, next week. Get used to the flow of the race hour. It's good to be back. And uh, my thanks go to everyone involved. Talk to you soon. That is the Gold Cup hero. Two of the most admirable chasers you could possibly wish to see. Relentless, remorseless, and proudly caught that star into submission.